0: What's good? Welcome to another episode of Diaspora United. I am Andre Carlisle, and as usual, I am here with my co host Courtney Stiff. Courtney, how are you? Sleepy. <laughs> that's the podcast always, energy we like to see. Sleepy <laughs> on a podcast. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I'm always sleepy. It's my perpetual state.
0: You know oh, what? Yeah. That's okay. It's, oh, Lord. And anyway, <laughs> that's okay because. We got some folks who ain't sleepy. Well, maybe they won't be. I'll only speak for themselves. But we got Shea Butter FC in the house. <laughs> Sky, how are you?
2: I am great. Oh, tall one.
0: Okay. Starting oh, already.
2: Skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Oh, tall Dre.
0: Thank you. Yes. Um, um.
2: Oh, Wimby. Wimby's twin.
0: Uh. Wimby's twin. And we're moving Big on to, to the adult in the room. Uh, so, oh, so, don't put yeah. that.
3: That's a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. Uh, what's up, y'all? I am not sleepy, actually, but that's also because I just caffeinated. So we'll see how how I feel in that's a couple That's
2: crazy hours. at 8 o'clock.
3: I mean, I'm off this week, so I don't know what time is, really. That's the kind of energy I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay. We are here it's doing a crossover pod. This is going to be part one of the crossover pod. We're also going to do a part two over on Shea Butter FC, so make sure you listen to that to get it all because, you know, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about Emma Hayes. Y'all knew this was coming. Sister Emma! Y'all knew what this was. You knew Sister this was coming.
3: Emma. <laughs> oh, Connor, <laughs> man. Connor, man. Well.
0: Keep, I keep, them, keep them coming. <laughs> I've been cracking up every single photo and drop them as often as you can. They are hilarious. Um, Okay, so we're going to start this off like we usually do with a review. This is from Big Spence Dog. This was back when we were uh, at the World Cup, which is dope. It's titled Down Under, More Like Up Over. Good, tall, quality content. (laughs) <laughs> so, appreciate y'all leaving the reviews. Uh, make sure you do that rating review. You know, podcasts will tell you to do it for a reason, so I'm not going to berate it and, and belabor the point. Please drop us five stars. Please leave a review. And if you leave a review, please leave a dad joke. That's the one thing this didn't quite have. So, Courtney, can you give us a dad Very joke to make up for it?
1: Uh, y'all are all going to roll your eyes about this one, but it made me immediately giggle.
0: That's the point. Why was Cinderella
1: so bad at soccer?
0: She got glass shoes.
1: No, because she kept running away from the ball. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. It um, made me crack up a million. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, so no. Funny. You know what I got to do? I'm going <laughs> to
0: age myself with this, but I think I'm going to have to, like, you remember Showtime with the Apollo? I need yes, to find the scam Man can- music. Yep, get her off.
1: <laughs> get that cane out. yeah. her off the stage, man. <laughs> I have another one, but it's not as much of a dad joke as more of a dig. Do you want to hear it? Sure. As well. What is the difference between a bad soccer team and the Bermuda Triangle?
0: I ain't even gonna guess because I don't know. Bad
1: soccer team is lost. The at least the Bermuda Triangle has three points. Oh, it's not like a dad joke as much, oh. but it's more like a dig. And get I was actually get the, get the bu- Especially
3: considering, considering the- what happened today, that's rough, I know man. that's why I was like that's so rough. <laughs> thinking about it. In relation oh, to no! the US oh, ma-
1: no. national team. Not our problem. Was- not our
3: problem. We're on the other side of the house. So
0: right. y'all can't have Emma either. Sorry. Nope.
3: So <laughs> not unless you pay like her more.
0: <laughs> no, don't tell them that. They will. They need uh, to pay
3: her more right now. They should on know, principle. Right? She should get paid more right now.
0: Hey, Sills, <laughs> we were doing some talking before uh, we started. Sills, can you let the people know your 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 idea for Emma and the contract clause they need to add to her contract? Because I fully <laughs> agree.
3: I maintain the Emma Hayes Chipotle Nick Saban and set it up so that anytime Greg Berholter gets a raise, she makes at least one more dollar than him.
0: Facts. Facts. Absolute facts. Make sure she is always the highest paid <laughs> US coach. Cause that'll make no sense out here. Ain't <laughs> no sense. Okay. We're gonna get into the episode because guess what? We got more talk about Emma Hayes to do. That's it. We're gonna talk about Emma Hayes where we were when she got hired. You know, her her career, definitely her Chelsea career. You got three Chelsea fans on the pod, so we definitely going to talk about that. Her ability to – her relationship with players, player development, all of that. We're going to get our predictions, long-term uh, impact that she's going to have, some of the changes she might make. That's what we're going to do on this episode. Part two, again, want to go check that out at Shea Butter FC because that's going to be where we look over the, the first roster, the first Emma Hayes influence roster. We're going to look at it. We're going to preview the China game and maybe look at – um Look at some of the other tactical tweaks we might see in that game as well. So make sure you check that out Uh, if all hearts and minds are clear. Courtney.
1: (laughs) Can't lose. Anything else to add? (laughs) No, I was going to add can't
0: lose. Yeah, (laughs) can't can't lose. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here we are. Here it is. Sister Emma, as she is now known as. (laughs) Praises. That Uh, makes me laugh. Emma (laughs) Hayes, y'all. She was announced. It was beautiful. It was glorious. It was kind of weird too, because I know like these things take a long time. And when the reports dropped, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of people that we trust with that information were dropping, you know, reports and podcasts saying like this is going to happen. But you know me, like I want to see it announced. That's what I want. And it was finally announced. So I have to ask. And I'm sorry, Sky, but we're going to start with the Chelsea supporters. You're a fan-free agent, as you say, even though you're Manchester not believe, fan. We'll talk no. about that later. Um,
3: <laughs> <It's> deeply <incorrect>. She <laughs>
0: just threw a finger at me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk to the Chelsea fans to see, where were you? when the news was dropped and what was in your heart and your spirit and your oh, mind and Lord, your soul.
1: Father God. Wow. So, wait, you, wait, wait I have a question. Wait, the official news yeah. or. Right. Oh, I was going to oh, ask that. I yeah, was okay. going to ask that. You
0: know what? Let's do both. Let's do yeah, the do first, the, the rumor breaking. And then let's do the official announcement. Let's do both. So Sills, where were you? What was going through your mind?
3: Um, so I remember after the Chelsea game, they put out like the very general, Emma Hayes will be leaving Chelsea at the end of the year to pursue an opportunity that is not inside the WSL or like club soccer. And it was like, whoa, like we had just, was that Brighton? Who did we just play that day? Was
0: it? No, nah, I was, uh, I was that Villa? Villa? Yeah, that Villa? Yeah. It was the Villa.
3: A, oh yeah. It was the Villa beat down. And, um, you know, so we had pummeled Villa. We've
0: had so many.
3: <laughs> I, I didn't want to brag, but you know what I mean? Um, so I was like, that's, a bomb like that's a bombshell like i guess everybody knew at some point emma hayes would leave chelsea but what the hell would let emma hayes leave chelsea and then you read the last part and i was like well it's a national team right like that's the only thing that makes sense and i think we were all talking like is it spain like the u.s didn't actually cross my mind at first i was like she's not gonna take that job emma hayes, the u.s did not get emma hayes that's how little faith i had <laughs> in my federation i was like we didn't get it. she wasn't on the list if you don't, you know, if people don't know, uh, there had been a list put out by The Athletic like two weeks before that with three finalists for the U.S. job. And none of them were Emma Hayes. It was Laura Harvey, mm-hmm. Tony Gustafson, and Joe Montemurro. A very
0: unserious list. No no, no disrespect to Laura Harvey. Right. Remember, but like, a list.
3: compared to who they ended up hiring, yeah. And it was right. like, oh, okay, but Emma Hayes was nowhere in the conversation. And so I was like, not the U.S. job. And then people we trust. I know uh, uh, Pod, I think. Drops the story like Emma Hayes is going to get the US national team job, more details to come. And like the timeline, I was at home pretty much, I'm sure. Timeline goes berserk because it's during what semifinals or final finals, the initial one week, something like that. There's other soccer stuff going on, uh, but the timeline starts going into disarray. And I'm just like, as a Chelsea fan, my head's spinning, but it's also the national team, my national team, and so. I don't know. I think I was just more excited than sad. I didn't think about the Chelsea part first. I think I thought about the national team part first. Um, I still really haven't thought about the Chelsea part. I think that's a little too much um, for my brain right now. i can't talk about that right now. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I was hyped just knowing what the – I mean, we've talked about this talent pool and what we see. And, like, you're telling me Emma Hayes is coming to coach that? Oh. I mean, you know, Connor dropped hose mad. I felt that. I felt that. Because it was one of those watershed, like, uh-oh, the U.S. is serious. I didn't know we had it in us. That was yeah. my first. That was my first thought.
0: I think that I've pretty much right aligned with you on that one, Courtney. What about you? From the from the first drop of the of the report of you know this is happening to the official announcement, where were you at?
1: Um, well, to start this long winded story, I'm about to tell. No, it won't be long winded. Um, I was bantering my friend and coworker named Kaz, who is an Arsenal fan, and I was bantering him about their coach. And Arsenal, because I think Arsenal had just, like, I think had just lost to Liverpool or something, and he was like, "Oh yeah, well, when MA's Hayes becomes U.S. Women's National Team manager," and I was like, "Cos get out of here!" Right. So then, two things happened when that news dropped. First, I was having my first official. I'm not going to think about soccer on my day off day, and so I was at the farmers market waiting in line for my Saturday dosa that I get from the same dosa spot every single Saturday, and then all of a sudden, like, and the thing is, also at this time, like, I wasn't looking at my phone because I was like, I'm not going to be on my phone. It's my day off. I'm not thinking about soccer today. But um, Also, my phone buzzes, and it, like, buzzes, like, three times, and I was like, all oh, right, what's happening? And I see – I think it's either from the ESPN or The Athletic, like, a push notification saying Emma Hayes is said to become U.S. Women's National Team Manager. And I was like, What? But I was like what do you mean um and so then of course <laughs> my phone starts blowing up from f- fun group chats and work group chats being like this is what we should do blah 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 and I was like i'm I was like today was my one day off to not think about soccer <laughs> and the most fucking seismic news has happened at like eleven o'clock because also at this point when I was waiting in line for the dosa I think I was f- finishing up watching the Chelsea game. And so, you know, I finished watching it up. And then by then my phone, like my phone was fully off. Um, So then obviously this news breaks. I hop on Twitter. I see the Chelsea announcement. I feel like a lot of people reacting to the Chelsea announcement. Um, And then I was like, oh my goodness. And I was like, well, now I need to jump back into work mode. And my friends were like, Courtney, like, let's go sit in the park. And I was like standing in the corner, like typing on my cell phone while my friends were like buying fall vegetables um so that happened <laughs> and i was vegetables. immediately like <sighs> i thought it me i didn't think it's like a person who watches the us women's national team i thought as like a chelsea fan and i was like no oh no like it goes like i don't really like this because I love that silly little club or like, I love that club. Like I just think about how Chelsea women are often the only sources of my joy. Um, So I thought about that. And then I also saw also at the same time, I saw like so many rival fans being like, yes, like Emma Hayes is leaving. But then they also saw like the, Oh no, Emma's going to the U.S. Women's national team, which then when I thought about it, I was like, I mean, I didn't even know this was possible. If I'm being honest, like, I was like, Is the U.S. serious? Because on- if I am being honest, I thought the U.S. was either going to, especially off the athletic post. I thought the U.S. is either appointing Laura Harvey or they're appointing um, Tony Gustafson because he, you know, had that big run with Australia, like, man- like you know, managed away, and he was also often credited with the U.S. like tactically how the U.S. set up in twenty nineteen um, to get that World Cup win. So I thought, oh, it's probably one of those two candidates. So when Emma Hayes came out of the water, I was like, oh wow, like this is this is a big deal. This is. <laughs> Like, extremely serious footballing business from US soccer, which we have not seen really at all. I was like, this is serious footballing business. Um, so, obviously, once the thing dropped, I just had to you know sit and work and be like, and uh, mourn a little bit the day off I was about to have being in the sunshine and being at a farmer's market in the park. Um, and then when it actually got announced, I was like, I told you so. Because I was telling a few folks in my job, I was like, this ha- I was like this has to get announced now, like within the next forty eight hours because I was like, U.S. Soccer has repeatedly said they want someone in by December and they want to announce it by December. They have these December friendlies coming up. They need to announce a roster for that December friendlies and like tell and like per FIFA rules, I think you have to be- give like fourteen days prior. So like li- like literally during the time I was like they and I was like and these friendlies are at the beginning of December. Like they have to make this announcement right now. And then the announcement dropped and I was like, told you. And then I was like, Emma is the perfect candidate for this job. Like besides the fact that she coached, like started coaching in the U S and took what she really, a lot of what she learned from coaching in the U S and the quote unquote, well, actually I won't even say quote unquote, like the mentality a lot of players have here, like, playing at the professional level, especially at the time when she coached in the NWSL, where it was, like, um... Or at, at the time, wasn't it even the NWSL? I think it was the WPS. WPS. Um, WPS yeah. yeah, it was WPS. I was like, the NWSL hadn't even existed, <laughs> existed yet. She was, in so the mud was like, Well, yeah, I was like, she didn't yeah. join Chelsea until 2012 before the NWSL even existed. But, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that she said that, like, her coaching career was, like, made in the U.S., um... Hold I was on, like, this is wait, the perfect we person. What are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She, this, this, she, I'm going. Asked, she said I'm going to keep going. She said she I'm gonna gonna going to do the whole
2: episode in my explanation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But when well, you asked how I was feeling once it was officially announced, and I was like, once it was officially announced, I was like, this is the perfect person. Like, this is the perfect person for the job. But I was also like, this, for once, is actual serious footballing activities from U.S. soccer. Because I was like, Emma Hayes had a li- essentially a lifetime contract at Chelsea. Like, in 2021, they were like, here's a contract. There's no end date. <laughs> like, you can stay here for literally as long as you want. I was like, she's not leaving unless she's not even getting a bag, per se, even though I figured she was. But, like, also, I was like, she's not leaving un- like unless she can get, like, full control of like like just full control of everything like not even just like here's the players i'm picking for this camp but like looking at the entire system that u.s soccer especially on the women's side is like on the women's side for the senior national team and then down through the youth camps um is doing
0: yeah 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 um sky let's hear it well how about you where were you at we know where the chelsea fans were at where where were you at with the news
2: wait what day was that was saturday
0: how are you going to ask? I don't know.
2: Yeah, it was like a Saturday. <laughs> well, this this time. Is so right. Anyway, yeah. so I'm an American football watcher, so I don't be watching all that soccer. Um, I watch soccer in moderation. So <laughs> okay. I was gone. It was either college football or it might have been a Sunday. Oh no,
1: No, yeah, the was official, the... The, the news, dro- like the leak, the like when she was leaving yeah. Chelsea was on a Saturday.
0: Yeah, that was a
2: Saturday. a Saturday. So I was watching college football. I wasn't trying to be watching any of this shit. So then the group chat blew up. At first, the little thing popped off with the because I woke up when the game ended and y'all were like, "Yeah, we beat people down." And then somebody <laughs> announced she's leaving, and then somebody said, "Oh, she going to the U.S. Women's National Team?" And I was like, what "The hell is you talking about? How? With what? With who? Hoops? How? What? Please!" And then when it leaked, because it's actually what's the name Lowry with uh back in back hill back hill back
0: hill yeah back in. I like it. <laughs> it's a different website.
2: Wait, wait, wait. So that's like software. That, don't do that. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, back in software. Focus, focus. But anyway, so the uh, release that and I was like, okay, okay, okay. And I was like, Emma Hayes? Ain't no way. If she's coming, that means it's got to be all the control. And then I saw all the people getting in shambles. Because um, actually that would be my number one pick. I didn't think it was possible because like this federation ain't worth a damn. And it's like, are you going to give up control? Are you gonna quit doing stuff? Or are you just trying to market white people? I'm sorry, you're trying to market people that you want to market that may usually look white. Or are you gonna stop like tell people they got you know not give her ability to completely control the roster up and down the system, you know, from a senior level to the youth? Are you gonna like give her freedom to do what she's done at Chelsea? Um, and are you gonna listen to her? Cause like there's plenty of essays out there that she's written talking about the dysfunction of the national team and what's wrong with it from a cultural standpoint um and i was like ain't no way but then when it became a reality it was like turn me up give me, give it give it to me yes because i need that in my life i need real football like people don't understand yes i'm an american citizen but i have despised national team football shit for years even with them lifting trophies because it looked real real white in play from a perspective and so i would always hear it from my friends too who are of different cultures and love soccer. It's like they don't bang with American soccer because it look real white. We about to get that diversity. Like we gonna get these these people. This div- I was about to say something crazy. We gonna get these people <laughs> in in this thing. Like we gonna give it to me. And so I was just thinking, you know, we gotta. It's just like we win, win, win. <laughs> we gonna get some win, win, winning. <laughs> give me my victory lap. <laughs> What? give me my give me my shit i was turked up uh, <laughs> connor was up there turked up i was tarped up people was mad is mad i was in a good space <laughs> but i was um in my room i was walking around the house lit it up it turked up my saturday so i appreciate you emma <laughs> sister emma
1: all right i'm done wait may i may I interrupt this conversation to talk about an important anniversary from this podcast what two years ago today it was the culmination of the NFL Championship Where we all learned that Andre was tall And started an internet oh. discourse about it Thank you yeah. to the Gal Pals for tweeting at me Saying today was a two year anniversary uh, should, I should have started the pod with that
0: You should have Right? We were we, surprised
1: that Andre tied too we
0: should, we should move on <laughs> <laughs> because we're going to continue to talk about it, Hey, it's something very important to talk about and not my height. Um, all right. Appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was pretty much right there with y'all. I was, when I heard the news, I was like, "Oh, is the Fed being serious?" I think I think Celsian tweeted that, and I was like, "Yep, <laughs> that's exactly how I'm feeling." Like, are Coach they? Coach Wilson actually... was like, "What do
3: you mean?" I'm sorry, Coach Wilson. I I, I meant the hire. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, wow. Okay, is this really gonna happen? And then, like I said, I just I needed it confirmed. I just needed to know that it was actually her because in the background there was still noise, right? There was still noise, at least that I heard, that Spain was probably pushing for it as well. But given her ties to the States and given to... Yes, Courtney? she put her hand no, up. No,
1: continue. Yes. And then I have a follow-up. Why everyone was thinking Spain, when not to think about another national team that needs a full-time coach in europe
0: yeah yeah okay um so i was you know i was thinking about that as well and i was just like hmm this is interesting just don't don't fumble it like if you put that if that becomes like the rumor that everybody's running with and you've got like the big sites you got meg meg i think meg did it full time with her podcast meg linehan they dropped like a we're gonna talk about emma hayes thing before the it was announced and i was like yo if they fumble this i'm gonna be so hot because i could see it happening And so that's the only thing why I needed to see it confirmed, because I was like, y'all, I don't fully trust (laughs) y'all. I just need to see, pen to paper, give me that tweet. I need to see it official. Yes, Courtney. Oh,
1: wait, but what happens when you saw
0: it? When you Oh, I mean, same thing. I was just hype. (laughs) I was just absolutely hype. My mind was racing about all the things she might do, how good she is for the team, the youth on the team, and how much they're like, how much they're in some aspects, going to hate her sometimes, but how much they're also going to love her. And so, and it's really like, I want to get into that aspect of it too, because like as hype as we are, we ain't got to play for her. <laughs> So like, I'm hyped to watch like the product, but like, she's going to be like, she's going to be tough and she's going to, she's going to make some weird decisions. And, the, but the thing with at Chelsea for me is the question that always is when she does weird stuff, makes weird changes for a game weird tactical plan and you come out the team's playing like trash and then eventually you get to halftime and she fixes it or she yanks players early or whatever it's just like why didn't you just start like the normal way like the way that you knew would work like i so sometimes she can she can get in her head a bit with some of these changes but the question is whenever i have these disagreements with her on like a Tactical level, first of all, she knows more football than I ever will. Like, I'll just put it out that way. Like, it's just, just to be humble, just to be honest about the situation. But when she does things that okay. make me question, the, the question always is, would I want anybody else in this moment? And the answer has consistently been for a decade plus at Chelsea, no. And that's not the case with a lot of coaches. So, um, Silves, I want to kind of like get you in on the. Oh, Courtney, yes. Wait, I have my one follow up. Yeah. Why did no one think about Germany?
1: When they were I like, did. "Oh, it might be Spain," I was Ooh, like, I "Why was you? no one talking Germany. about Germany?" Well, she doesn't speak German, of, and I think the I Germans say, are really particular. They're really particular yeah, about yeah. that.
3: But, but like, I, it crossed she, my mind because she, I'm like, she might follow Sugar Niskin anywhere at this point. So I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I follow Sugar
0: Nuskin anywhere. She, she, she needs to see <laughs> if she me if too if she's got like an American grandfather. Right, like she don't got no American family. Damn,
1: because Germany's just sitting
3: on two of those. Like
0: right, under
3: twenty-two. I'm like, what?
1: Okay, sorry. Well, truly. But yeah, no, but that was my question. I was like, everyone was talking about like, will she take over the Spain job? Because I obviously I like, because of um, formerly known as Twitter's algorithm, you like see tweets from like hours ago. <laughs> so I was seeing people being like, is she going to Spain? And I was like, first of all, you think Spain is a serious federation. Strike one. You yeah. never think that. Um, second of all, I was like, Germany's like a really smart move for her. A, I was like, she can probably learn German. I believe in her, but I was also like Germany just had. I, don't, I know we're talking about like the U.S. having the the worst World Cup ever, but I was like Germany got grouped.
0: Yeah. Like, like yeah, we yeah. cannot
1: like Germany got grouped. They right now also where they they said it was also kind of weird that they said that like their coach Mar- Marina was like on an indefinite medical leave, which it was like
3: yeah.
1: the language around this is ki- is kind of sus anyway. And I was like, also Germany. I mean, I don't. I can't remember how many matches they are supposed to play in women's nations league but I was like random right Germany is also set to miss out on the Olympics as well and it's like mm-hmm. I think that's what two or three Olympics in a row that they've also missed out on and getting grouped it was yeah. like uh, MA is taking over the German national team is like it's a it's a smart move from them like that's why i was also like i mean obviously it's very quickly after it was like she's going to the u.s women's national team but when people were like countries that need a national team coach i was like there's a lot of them especially for you know like like huge programs too yeah
3: i think with germany though like that whole footballing culture is in a bit of disarray like their men are also struggling like as a
1: i know they started kai foot- havers as a love back
3: as a footballing nation, they're they're a little lost right now. So, like, I can see her for as, listen, for as, like, oh, my God, the sky is falling as the women getting knocked out in the round of 16 is for the U.S. There's more, there's far more structure and there's far less resistance to build a culture because, like, for the first time, our Fed is like, okay, we'll concede power. Emma Hayes has to have power. We're letting her come in May. Yeah. Like, we're letting her finish her job at Chelsea. Yeah. We're letting her come in May. Everything we are doing is to work with Hayes. I don't think she takes this job. I don't care how good the money is. And the money is very good. Um, like highest paid in the world. Good. Um, but I don't think she takes this job if she doesn't have complete control, meaning final say on all rosters, scouting, anything I, like that. Um, I and I think she gets agree. that control because we can't fix our youth system in like two years. <laughs> like we just, we've screwed it up so much. It's going to take a generation to fix it. Like, let's be very real. Hiring Emma Hayes helps because she can do all of those things. So she can do the scouting. She knows where the players are both domestically and abroad. Um, she's shown that she can develop players, that she can scout academy talent. Like, look at Aggie Beaver Jones right now and that she's willing to place that talent. Um, that she can coax greatness out of people you know are great, like Lauren James, and mm-hmm. people you don't, where she's the only one who sees it, like Neem Charles. Yes. Um. So... You, she has this sort of like all-encompassing ability as a manager, which very few managers have. I think Andre, to your point, right? I think the thing that's going to frustrate you the most, saying this as a Chelsea fan, she goes a little galaxy brain sometimes. Like I, I compare it to mm-hmm. Pep, right? You know she how good herself. they are, but you outthink yourself. Emma Hayes is rarely, rarely, rarely going to be outcoached. I think the last time she was truly outcoached was that final we don't talk about.
0: Correct? Didn't
1: <laughs> but like, it? It happened. Yeah. Okay.
0: No, it didn't. Manchester United fans. I was
1: like, <laughs> um, Who, "Where's your team in the Women's Champions League right she, now?" Okay. <laughs> I don't have a team. Excuse
2: me. Continue. There you go. All
3: right. <laughs> I know it's coming. Um, but sincerely, like, she rarely gets out coached, and on the international level, that's probably going to be even more true. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm really, ex- I'm excited about that. And what I'm really excited about, for the first time ever, really, in this program, for all the domination, all the names, all the personalities. This is the first time the coach is going to be bigger than the players yeah. or as big as the players. There's not anything they can say to her. I don't care who the biggest star on this team is. Emma Hayes is as big as them. And Emma Hayes is respected. They can't say anything. What are you going to say to her? You don't know football?
0: <laughs> Some of them have played videos. against her
3: teams or played for her teams. Like, she's, as far as coaching goes, she's one of the biggest personalities in soccer, men's or women's. And so... It's going to be interesting, right, as you have the last of that sort of golden generation that's fought so hard for all of these rights and everything else. But they ain't never had to stand up nobody like this before. I don't know how it's going to go. And the young players, the same way, like you said, Andre, they're going to hate. Listen, I think we were talking about this the other day in the chat. Which young player is going to be the first to want to fight her? And why is it Trinity? <laughs> why is it Trinity? That's going to be a fight of wills right there. Because Emma Hayes has a humongous ego. Like, I want people to be very clear. She's a, I think she's a wonderful person. I think she gives a real damn about her players and their well being. Like, them as people, not just footballers. But she demands a lot. I can't find this clip, but apparently there's a clip going around of her after a Chelsea loss or something like that in the locker room. And she's like, basically, all y'all can get get off this team. Like, you are not, (laughs) you are not the shit. (laughs) Like,. And I think we have a lot of egos, right? And that's part of this program. It's part of the greatness we want to instill in our players. We want that. And you have to find somebody who can manage delicately those egos and also push them. They want to be coached, but it's really hard to coach a whole lot of stubborn athletes who are really good at something. She can do that. And she has the gravitas to push back against some of these personalities. It's going to be a real interesting first year,
1: but I'm very excited. well, yeah, I really want to piggyback on, especially the managing egos, because I was like, I mean, as we heard from that episode that might not be named, um, about all windsprints, um, <laughs> that oh, windsprints is such oh, a boy. good name. <laughs> oh. You put all in some <laughs> random attribute about someone; it's an immediate joke in my it's brain. So good. Um, but. That was, you know, one thing that old Winsprin said was that Vlaco could never, like, remember the hockey line changes? Mm-hmm. Like, he could never make a big decision in a big moment, and it's, like, I think the combination of, fi- like, finding a way to manage all the egos on the U.S. Women's National Team, especially from, like, I mean, I know we often talk about Gen Z, like, this Gen Z bully class in the U.S. Women's National Team, but also they have, like, maybe not the biggest egos in the world, but, like, I've... Andre, I feel like we often make this joke of just how Gen Z just moves different. Like they Mm -hmm. just like do things. For example, me as a millennial, like I would just never do. And so I think that's going to be really important going down the stretch. But also with that, like I feel like outside of maybe once or twice, and like yeah, I will always, Emma will always start off a game, and you're like, "Girlie pop, what are we doing? (laughs) doing, Like, Like what is going on here?" But I think the importance of being able to make big decisions in big moments, Emma will sub you in the 24th minute. She is not oh, yeah. afraid to make ask, ask early James. sub and be like, this is <laughs> not, it I me. mean, truly. Ask or like, Lauren James, and it can, she will do it. And it can even be that like maybe you're yourself you are not playing well, but like your your body language isn't right. Like the way you are thinking or reading the game is not right. And she will literally yank you. Yeah. And that's not what a lot of people are used to. She's like, sorry, I'm out. Um, But I think also – and another important point that's really, really sticking out of my brain, um, especially when we talk about Cat and Cat still not being back till 2024, which is a very specific pain in my heart. But we saw it with Cat. We've seen it with Lauren James when she came to Chelsea from Manchester United. We also saw it with Fran Kirby. She will let a player heal Mm -hmm. so they can come back and be their best. Now, yes, sometimes she will also – for, unfortunately, like, what reality is, tape up a player 17 times and be like, I'm sorry, we need 11 players on the pitch. Sometimes I'm thinking about, like, an Aaron Cuthbert. <laughs> but I will say, like, with those big-term injuries, she's not rushing players back. And I think, was it in the Olympics? Even, heck, at times of this World Cup that, like, everyone yeah. was carrying secret injuries. Like, I mean, I know Chrissy Mew is coming in and having her only touch of the tournament sinking that penalty, like... I'm still thinking about that because I I'm just absolutely baffled that she did that came back to Gotham and we didn't see her till the semifinals of the WSL championship. Like, like, you know, they all came back injured um, either, you know, small injuries or sometimes even big ones. And so I also think the fact that she's going to let these players come back and heal is also really, really important for the longevity of that program, especially in like a post Don Scott era. For the US women's national team.
0: Yeah. No, I think those are two very good points. I think the 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 thing to keep in mind when you talk about that is if y'all haven't listened to the snacks episode where Sam Mewis talks about her injury, that's just tough to listen to. And she's not the only one that has had these injury problems from a combination of club, but mostly pushing through injury to play for the Federation. We kind of know how just just looking at the injury histories of a lot of these players, we know how it goes. Um, but also, we've we've also kind of created that culture within U.S. soccer where these are our players. This is it. These are the only players, only magical players that can play for this team, and nobody else can. And that's what the whole thing for me about expanding the player pool. Is that if you're injured, okay, good, get right, because when you're when you're when you step on the pitch for an M. Hayes team, you're going all out. You don't have an option. And like Courtney said, if you if you think it's optional, try it. <laughs> like try her <laughs> it'll be Truly. it'll be a nice 20 minute cardio session for you and you'll be right back right on the so like that's the thing with her is that and that this is where like sills brought it up like trinity she does not like to be subbed she does not like to be benched she really is like and, t- and i love that about her. even when she's coughing up a lung sometimes unless it's deep in the stoppage time you just don't ever substitute her she loves to be on the pitch all the time she's gonna have to earn that from emma like she's just not going to get that right away. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's going to get interesting. But uh, Sills, so you brought up that clip from the zone. It was a documentary where Emma is saying, like, we're giving you all the resources. It's up to you to kind of utilize them or get out. The thing that's funny about that clip is, yes, it's great. And it's, it's like really tough coaching. But she wasn't playing because if you watch that clip back, how many of those players are with the team the next year? Mm-hmm. It's not that many. It's mm-hmm. not that many. You it's can get gone. Faces like, ooh, you were gone, and you were gone, and you were gone. <laughs> you can get gone. Like yeah. she
3: doesn't. This is a woman who has gotten it the hard way, right? Like she has worked her way through the yeah. system to become that. She has built who she is. She needs people to be on board with her. She didn't get where she got. But other people half-assing it because she's not half-assing it, right? Like, I, I listen, I don't doubt what she says. She's a great storyteller, right? So, you know, listen, great coaches are also great bullshitter. But, like, I believe her when she's like, I drive three or four hours every day yeah. to go to Chelsea, like, six days a week. I don't see my kid enough. Like, that I totally believe. Because yeah. all coaches are obsessive, it doesn't matter what gender it is; they all do this, right, and so the national team does give her that quality of life. It does allow her to spend the next four whatever or more years. I would hope more um you know, with her son getting him acclimated, he's probably gonna start kindergarten this you know coming year, that kind of thing, and so really, finding a space in his life where that move also makes sense for both of them. Because he's the most important, like, more than football, he's the most important person in her life. But she's also a mom, right? And so she can tell Trinity lovingly sit your ass down. Like, and it's not because you're not good, and it's not because you're not going to be on this team. But, like, for your own sake, young people need structure. Yes. I don't care what they do. I don't care if they're in college. I don't care if they're playing football. I don't care if they're working on a factory floor, organizing as activists. I don't care. They need structure. Emma will give them structure. She will also give the older players structure when they've had to use half of their energy to figure things out on their own because they also didn't have structure. The reason that 2019 team worked is because their life was so incredibly structured, they didn't have to guess anything, right? Like, we've heard these stories now as we watched this last World Cup. Everything down to the most minute detail was planned. That's how they were able to get through. Nothing surprised them. Emma doesn't quite work that way, right? I think her tactical acumen is much stronger but tactically we'll be prepared for everything conditioning wise we'll be prepared for anything this is still the u.s we still gonna be fit as hell as dawn as as the spirit (laughs) said right like this is still the u.s does the world have better athletes yes listen spain got one good athlete and won a world cup and she was in all three of them (laughs) Salma was Mm -hmm. in every world cup they got one athlete and look at what happened um and so i'm gonna get i'm gonna get so much shit for that sorry I'm not wrong though <laughs> she's also a very good player, but she is great. um yes.
0: she's a track star. I mean, look like she on. gave up
3: her best sport to play soccer because yes. it was yes. like, oh, something else to do, like what a disgusting amount of talent she has, but um, um, yeah, like I think in terms of how she wants to play football, this particular country, this particular talent pool, the mentality that she has adopted, right like she's very clear about I learned this from the u s so much of who I am as a coach, I learned from coaching in the United States. It's where her father, who recently passed away, by the way, and I found that when you lose a parent in your 30s and 40s, you move very differently. You're not you're fearless yeah. in a different way because nothing hurts quite as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the loss of her father probably also pushes us over in terms of making quality of life choices. But he's the one who told her to come to the States. He's like, they take women's football seriously here. And she's never forgotten that. And so I think she wants the best for us. And there's a little dig. You know, there's a part of her that wants nothing more than to beat England
1: with this U.S. squad. You know it. Oh, she can't wait. I fundamentally don't know why England was like, y'all have, you can have Serena and then we'll bring Emma. Like I was thinking, I've been thinking about that. I'm like, I, yes, they Serena pay the money. has done absolutely fantastic with England. Getting to a world cup final like winning the euros on home turf, like has done absolutely fantastic with them. But I'm like, bro, if you knew Emma was available, cause I think for a lot of us, we're like, Emma's probably not, she's building stuff at Chelsea. She's probably not available. Like she probably doesn't want to do this. I'm like, England, how
2: did, how but did she But England come wasn't going to play Serena. England's not trying to play Serena. They sure as hell were about to play Emma.
3: Well, I mean, she was yeah, not getting true. the, Eng- I was told she wasn't getting the England job. And therefore,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is and the flash.
1: But that's, that's them moving foolishly. Like, but that like that's my point. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know, know the y'all... reasons,
0: but I heard the same thing that yeah, that's not I, that's that wasn't a consideration yeah. for them. I
1: know. No, but that like that's my question. I was like, England, how did how did you let this happen to you? But I do want to quickly hit on one thing of Emma Scouting talent. There are times where Emma's the only person that believes in that player, and I named Charles's of- mama didn't think she was good. Please, no, stop. Not lying. even no way. Do you remember? <laughs> and look, Jess Carter is one of my most favorite player, like, players. Like no- players for Chelsea, oh, she was a mess when she Do got there. Do you remember? She Jess was a mess Carter when she got there when she first started playing for Chelsea for outside back and for center back, and now she's literally one of England's starting center backs. Yeah, and it's like she's one of the best center backs. In I the was world. like. I'm like, look, there was moments, Emma, where I did not believe. I mean, I had a modicum of belief because always go black girls in soccer. But I was like, there were moments <laughs> where I did, not, I did not see the light that you saw. I was holding and, on. I, mean, I was like, at, I'm going to trust you. No, but I was like, look at them now. Look at me. Yeah. Look at Jess Carter. Like, Beautiful. I mean, even at times, like... I mean, we know Lauren. Like, I mean, we knew that Lauren James had moments of like, yeah, it's oh but... like she's going to be fantastic. But like, you know, between you can you can never know what happens with a player's career when they have like back to back injuries, all that stuff. But like, she like finds it a dime a dozen. Like, I think about how she wanted Lena Overdorf when she was like eighteen, right? Like that. It's at it's absolutely insanity okay. to me. Okay. 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 okay.
2: All right, so what I like about this, because I'm not a Chelsea fan girl like the rest of these people, what I like and observed about her is because she also understands the system in the United States, because she dealt not only with the predecessor before the NWL and the WPS, but she worked in the lower leagues. We don't talk about the lower leagues. That exists in the United States and what it looks like on the woman's side in the development of talent. So when we have the draft, we don't talk about, oh, a lot of these young players like Alyssa Thompson play for a semi-pro team. Not just that they went to college and shit, like the whole first round. A lot of them played for semi-pro teams. There were like two or three that they were raiding from. So she understands that and what that looks like in the United States, but can look at talent across the globe. Going to go get me official when people were playing games about me official and she was mm-hmm. balling that tigress being able to pick up when you look at her rosters at different people all across the globe in different leagues, being able to see talent at an early age. Um, I mean, even, I mean, we'll talk about the next episode what the roster looks like and bringing in certain people who are playing in other places, like her ability to see things is important to actually leverage the whole pool. And so like, we don't have this huge pool and we're utilizing the same, not even 50 people, same 30 people Mm -hmm. like actually digging into it, what it looks like. Cause we forget there are Americans who play in leagues that are balling, but never get caught up because they're not seen as worthy to the federation, or we don't ever think about that. We have several national teams that are filled with American players, like Mexico, Philippines, Nigeria, mm-hmm. to point Jamaica. We can go down the list.
0: Tony Payne balled out at the World
2: Cup. Don't wanna talk about it. We got we got <laughs> issues for shit. We don't. We, we are playing Crystal Dunn out of position where we never had to do it. Yep. Because because that person exists, or we even look at, at the NWC. Like, you know, we we got players who have never got officially called in who are balling and doing the things and we're bringing the same fucking people. It's like, what the hell? Like, Emma can help fix that. Um, I respect, like I said, you know, you watch a game, she'll yank your ass if you're looking crazy, but you got to earn and keep your spot, you know? It's not the, you're just giving shit. Mm-hmm. But the ability to scout talent, the ability to scout diverse talent, looking like the United Nations over there, Chelsea. Like, I like that because the United States for a long time has not had a coach who has been able to do that and understand that. You know, we're literally hearing stories of black players in particular trying to work their way through how they were balling out of control and are not getting on rosters or having to come off the bench when they are the better player. Like, hopefully we have stepped up out of that era. So, I mean, we look at, we got the, we got the Deltas with the, you know the one.
1: Such a good tweet. That's such a
2: good tweet. Oh, that's such, a good
3: tweet. <laughs> oh that's such a good tweet. We got Ashley
2: Hatch and the Black people t- out here on the front line. Like I like the Fuck. I'm
1: Sor- sorry. No
2: you're trying to get
1: us got it <laughs> don't get us canceled please i take it back i'm sorry
3: <laughs> aunties i'm sorry <laughs> they
1: finna no, kill me
2: no, no, but you got like the diversity like getting that diversity for real on the national team. so it's not like oh you know we're at the media day and people are like oh we got a diversity because we got more black people and it's just black people we're the asian americans we're the latino americans we're all the various americans of different not different flavors of vanilla. But, or different flavors of, what's the other alabaster.
0: one? Alabaster. <laughs> alabaster. <laughs> Snowbite. Eggshell.
2: But can we get Egg coffee? Shell. Different flavors of coffee? I got called a sugar cookie. Am oh. I gonna, In the winter, am I going to turn to sugar cookie? You got,
1: of you got shea butter, cocoa butter, <laughs> uh,
3: macchiato. <laughs> the butters. Right. <laughs> um, I am excited because you mentioned this. Listen, Triple G is probably not great at a lot of things. But he always be croutin'. He <laughs> always be Cruit <laughs> Emma will always be recruiting Now, we might get some dual nationals. I know the Federation doesn't value dual nationals in the women's game. It's very weird. Let's get Macario, which,
0: They dropped dug. the ball in Agarola. That would have right. been nice to have.
3: When we needed a six, what are we doing? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need a six. Cool. Um, But I think Emma is aware enough of Americans playing internationally or people who could play for America playing internationally um, that she will be able to recruit some of those players. And those are players that we need. Those are players that play differently. She's talked about the need for more diverse talent in terms of where players are playing. Um, That we don't have enough players playing internationally. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I know there was a whole era, what, not six years ago, when they were like, you have to play in the NWSL. Like, you can't play abroad. That's when the Federation still had a lot of control over the league, et cetera, et cetera. Right, and I know there's a lot of scars from that. But I also think with this new generation, some of them are going to have to leave now. Like, Emma Hayes is here. You're going to have to go to Europe. Like, well, I think we talk about the roster, we can talk more about that kind of stuff. But, like, it's going to force some people to grow because otherwise they're not going to have a spot. The days where you walk into a camp and you know you have a starting spot or a spot at all or that you're going to get called into that next camp are done. You because cannot like we said, Emma, Emma will get you gone. Like, you are not entitled to that spot. You have to earn it. You have to earn it. And so, I don't care if you're a veteran. I don't care if you got 200 caps or two. The better player will start. The better player for Emma's System will start. Emma's System is incredibly adaptable. Therefore, you have to be an adaptable player. You have to have multiple tools in your chest. If you are one-dimensional you might want to update your ND profile right now.
2: Get that CDL! <laughs> Get that CDL,
3: baby! <laughs> because um, it doesn't work I, in Emma's <laughs> system. There's one, maybe two specialists in her entire system. Almost all of her players are going to be versatile. She needs it to be that. You she need loves recruiting a
1: 10 and putting them anywhere on the pitch. Anywhere else. Her Aaron
3: Cuthbert ain't played 10 in three seasons. Like, solidly. Yeah. I can't remember <laughs> yeah, last time she played 10. I can't remember. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like, but it works. Like... She also starts Aaron Cuthbert Damn near every game sure. She's out here playing in a double pivot With Sugar Nuskin Who's like two feet taller than her It's very funny um, And so Right Sugar, like Sugar Nuskin is a great example of that Right Like We recruited her to be a six She has four goals Yeah She scored a hat-trick She's making the second <laughs> She's the one making the secondary runs Into the box
1: mm-hmm. You wanna Our know something is is that. To break your brain What G- Uh, Nuskin had a, ch- a hat-trick for Chelsea Before Lauren James Yep she Yeah sure she did, did. <laughs> But that's what I mean. That's our
3: six, right?
1: Like, but that's
3: the kind of like, oh, let me just see what happens if I have this big hulking piece of woman like cutting through the box. Who's stopping that? It's like Sam U is running into the box, right? Sugar's a little smaller, but not by much. Like Sugar Nuskin and Bunny Shaw, literally, you see them stand next to people, and you're like, wait, they're just bigger. They're actually bigger than the people around them. (laughs) Like it's this weird thing. Um, We don't necessarily have those kind of players, but that's what I mean. Like thinking outside of that box. To really make our talent work and to know where to put people to get their strength. Now, you're going to get mad because, listen, she's going to convert at least one person to outside bet.
0: It's going to happen.
3: Now, to our, now to Emma's <laughs> credit, she does it to white girls, too. Neem Charles what? has been converted. Yes. <laughs> she's equal opportunity. She's equal yeah. opportunity. So, it's on principle. It's not on risk. <laughs> Jalen How. Don't do that. No, she actually. I think she just wants Jalen How to beat people up. Like, and I'm fine with that. And Jalen How yeah, just wants
1: to beat people up,
0: which I'm fine with. But also, she happens. might like she, the
1: fullbacks that we crap yeah. like in the system. She oh, gonna, she's gonna love,
3: love Kruger and Vignola. Like, she's gonna actually like love them both.
0: She know the she's absolutely. gonna love them. Yeah. Uh,
3: those those are her girls right there. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but <laughs> really? that's her. Those are her kind of players easily. Um. So yeah, like I'm I'm very excited. I liked some of what I heard about like the tactical conversations that we, they had in terms of like breaking down the low block. Now, my question becomes who, who recruiting to break down yeah. that low block? Cause we'll talk about the roster next episode, but hmm, I, I well, have some additional questions. We got um, right. But it's a start. She's like, I got, I got a limited window. She's still working. I understand. She okay. got two jobs. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, like, I'm just really excited to have those different tactics. She adjusts well in-game, uh, which I think we've desperately lacked. Like, the ability to adjust in-game and play the opponent in front of you. Um, and I just, I'm sorry, like, I think it's a flex. Like, I it is. think the U.S. heard the chatter and everybody had us left for dead. And so much as whatever that means, you know, when you get, you don't win a fifth star, whatever. Um, And we did it in our own country, right? Our expectations are so incredibly high. It felt like the end of the world. But to go out and get the best coach available, best coach in the world available for your team long term to the point where it very much feels like we're eating the Olympics to make a point is the U.S. saying rumors of our demise have been greatly exaggerated. And we know we have more talent than we've ever had and better talent than we've ever had. Every generation has built up to this point, and we have more diverse talent than we've ever had. And we've got to move differently if we want to win again, or at least try to win again. And Emma Hayes is is probably the best hire they've made, just in terms of being able to check every box uh, in terms of what is needed. And it's going to be a rocky first year. It's definitely going to be rocky until she gets here. I think the Olympics, like, listen, we'll try to win, but I think we're very realistic. We're probably not going to win them anyway. and so it's better to hire long term and to really get this next generation right so that for the next two maybe three cycles we got it like we're good the 2027 we're coming out the gate with like revenge on our hearts <laughs> you know what i mean so um and by then they should be settled and she should have Her hooks well into this team and it should be moving like a well-oiled machine. And I'm very excited for the next four years. I'm really excited.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like what you said about like it it being a flex because to me that that was the thing. There's like there's maybe two jobs bigger than Chelsea and she built Chelsea into what it is. One is Barcelona. That wasn't going to happen like in in terms (laughs) of club. That wasn't going to happen. But the other one is the U.S., And that job is the only one. So, like, making sure that, like, you're putting yourself as a status and being like, no, what we got, that coach there is going to want to come and see this. Uh, She's going to want to come and join us. So, real quick, I want to talk to Sky real quick because we are Chelsea fans. And I want to get, like, Sky's non-Chelsea fan um, perspective on this because I think the big part is, and and Sils has mentioned this, and so has Courtney mentioned this, about this was being, like, the perfect time to bring in Emma Hayes. We got rid of the GM. Kate Margraf is gone. Got rid of Vlatko, of course. So that means now control was the big thing. We know when Emma had control, she built Chelsea into what Chelsea is now, and that's the big thing with getting Emma Hay. So, Sky, your like from your perspective, knowing that like just seeing what that Chelsea kind of machine has become, and also how you think that might translate to like the U.S. team and her actually having legitimate control because they see what they don't have. And what she can build.
2: <clears throat> I mean, I think that's important because then in tandem that she understands the U.S. system, that she can then take what she did over there and bring it here, but then do it in a healthy way. Because my biggest thing for the next step of the U.S. is for a team that was built in whiteness, in white comfort, and white talent, that you now have diverse talent that's all over the place that you have to you got to blend the past with the present to get to the future. You need somebody like her who is able to understand player welfare, but then understands how to do it in a healthy way and make a juggernaut up and down the system. Um, And then who also can scout talent, evaluate it. Um, And then you need a person who's going to be able to like check egos um, of young and old. But then you need a person who like has a vision and has the mentality of like, you know, we're going to go in. It has a legitimate game plan, can adapt and all this stuff. Because what? We always used to do stuff physically. We wheeled our way to win games, out-physical somebody, outrun somebody, and win, and then capitalize on a team falling apart. Well, then, you know, as teams half-assed invested in the women's teams across the world and they have quotation caught up, you can't mm-hmm. just do that. You have to tactically be sound. She has that ability to adapt in game. I've been screaming about that. Um, but her abilities that she's shown on an international level, and even when I have watched her with Chelsea, when I saw that embarrassing loss, her evolution since then, even in changing the team, like, I still remain to believe that Chelsea last year could have won the whole thing if yeah. all y'all didn't get injured right before y'all played what was that Barcelona. Yeah. Um. So you could be talking about a two-peat this year um, that, like, she's gotten to where she is and she's got the stuff that definitely can carry on to the to the national team. She got the pull. But she needed the full control. Like, that's been the biggest thing. Because it can't be a, well, we want to put this player out here from a marketing mm-hmm. standpoint. But, look, the pockets Look the pockets clearly got hit. Because if we talk about the last cycle, not the last cycle, the last friendlies, right? Utah wasn't packed on a Wednesday. San Diego wasn't packed on a Sunday. That ain't never happened. The football's been bad, so you know I think this will be a good thing going forward. Um, again, Emma was my first choice. If if we would have said everybody's free, who you pick it be like hell yeah, bring Emma Hayes, come fix this shit. Um, but I think it will really translate. Um, I mean beyond that, even when we talk about what's coming with the Olympics, I know people are thinking we might eat it. But honestly, looking at what happened during the last World Cup in the state of teams across the world anyway, just having a legitimate system, a system with a plan. What are you trying to do? Some kind of fucking structure. What are players supposed to be doing? Being able to communicate young and older players, whoever the hell you take. Doing that will take them further than anything so that they ain't having to guess and work through on top of then, you're having in tandem with their talent. And she has such an adaptable system and she can fucking coach. Like, I think they go farther than they could fuck around in metal. And hell, if they get the gold, they get the goal. And everybody really gone. All hoes will really be mad. But bitch, we will be here. But I'm looking forward to the days we hang in ten on England. But yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's my perspective. I love it.
1: <laughs> Twenty for my soul, but ten, it's fine. Um, one thing that I so so, Andre and I actually were all on the call with um Matt Crocker and T- Twila Kilgore today earlier today, and a few things stood out to me about the way um Crocker and particular was talking about emma hayes and like what she would bring to the job and one i noticed i was like deeply surprised that he was like completely laid out how he wants the u.s to play um and the really for me the big um the two big standouts he was like we want people who are great on the ball he was he was like he said very specifically on the ball specialists um which i don't think if i'm being honest i don't think like that's something that has never ever been emphasized in the u.s before we have occasionally like one or two here and there, like thinking about, for example, Rose LaVelle, Um, but that's never been emphasized. And then also one thing he said was he very specifically wanted also, or two other things. He said he wanted a team that plays on the front foot and also is highly possessive. Like he wants a, like he was very specifically like we want a possession based system, um, which is not always 100% a full description of how Chelsea plays with Emma, because to also to be fair, Chelsea can score goals at this point from <laughs> you're They're scoring goals, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't even think that was possible. Um, but I do think that w- one thing that really did stand out to me was the on the ball specialist, where I was like, that is a absolutely massive shift in culture, and that's even what Twila Kilgore said. Someone asked her like, how has it been working with Emma? Like how like how basically how are you feeling right now? one thing that she in particular said she was like this feels fresh this feels new like there's like a lot of excitement behind this which I think um everything that we've heard kind of coming out of like under Vlaco under Kate Markgraf, we like have not heard that kind of freshness that kind of excitement it almost like they were describing like at times there was almost like an air in the room that like that air of electricity um that they were talking about which I think is deeply important and like that also signaled to me of besides the fact that this is Emma is the perfect person for this job because also everything Matt Crocker was describing. We're thinking the things that Emma has 100% done at Chelsea um, but also with that like the like the federation is actually moving seriously for the first time and I do actually agree with Sky. When you have a person like Emma come or and a coach like Emma coming in like I don't think I think they're going to like partially quote unquote eat the Olympics but I also think that that structure that we've kind of hit on a few times saw the importance of that I mean, I will say this because I've watched Gotham up close, but like that was one of the first things that Juan Carlos and his coaching staff did is he came in and implemented a structure and was like, here's 77 different (laughs) situations that can happen in a soccer game. Here's exactly where you should be in every single situation. And I do think that same thing, like it 100% translates to success, even at times when you are not playing well, but you know exactly where you're supposed to be and exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And that's how Emma's teams have always been set up. Even sometimes when they're not doing it properly, where she will go and make that change. It's like going into it, you know that, but um, also another thing with that is just, yeah, it's just like, this is the first time I think we're really seeing this Federation move in a semi-serious way. Cause also if you want to talk about scouting, one thing that broke my brain a little bit was <laughs> Emma Hayes drafted a extremely young Megan Rapino to the Chicago Red Stars in the WPS.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like she
1: sees talent. She knows like already. that's what I'm talking about. Where it's yep. like that's exciting for the future. Even if it's not working right now, being able to scout talent from also like I mean, also at the time, I feel like when Pina was drafted, like think about the national team at the time, like how many of those teams were just like no shade of North Carolina, but they were just like Yeah like it was just like north carolina it was like north carolina wins a bunch of national championships (laughs) they're all gonna be on the national team and it's like being able to scout incredible talent like i would not be surprised if we find or if emma finds the next roosevelt for example well we need her to well yeah yeah. because if we
3: want to play on the ball like no shade most of the people in that midfield right now aren't built to play that way and so...
1: Unless she brings Crystal to her rightful place. I
3: mean, place. but uh, which the yeah, irony is Crystal Dunn is the person with the most experience playing for Emma. Hey, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and it's, also the funny thing is, Emma also converted her to a left-back. But outside also, of back. Yeah. Yeah. But so also to be fair, cool. she also... I mean, to be fair, she also put Crystal in, like, 17. Yeah, she played it. And, and put, like, her in, like, everywhere. literally. But that's what she does with nine, that kind of player. Like, a regular yeah. nine, a false nine, an attacking mm-hmm. midfielder, yeah. a center mid, put her at, a, a like, winger. you but, know? but
3: that also makes Crystal Done Crystal done right? Like, yes. and she had a manager who knew how to walk her through that stuff, right? Again, one of the everlasting quotes of 2023 that sticks out to me is Crystal Dunn saying, I get no feedback because the national team coaches don't know what to tell mm-hmm. me about playing outside back. And I don't play outside back for my club team. So I never get feedback on what I'm doing is outside back. And that was supposed to be a temporary solution to a permanent problem. We don't have the problem yeah. anymore. We have outside back. Right. We are continuing to play Crystal Dunn in a role that she genuinely doesn't need to play in when we actually need her in her best role, because we don't have the proper midfield. And so I'm very interested to see one, when we talk about possession for the U.S., what that looks like, because I think a lot of people think, like, Barcelona, right? That's the team that comes to mind in Spain. Like, that have to have the ball all the time, you know, sort of uh, Iberian spirit, right? Because Portugal even possesses a little bit, right? So...
1: 47,000 passes lead to a
3: goal. Right. Tiki-taka, right? And Tiki-taka can be beautiful. It can also be possession for the sake of possession, which doesn't actually do anything. Right. Um, just,
2: like, just yeah. passing the ball. When forward.
0: men's team fell off, it was painful because they were right. Just- those games were the the worst games to watch.
3: Right. And and I and I don't want that, right? Like, I want us to be, be a possession-based team, but I also want us to be an American team, right? Like, I don't want to play other people's soccer. I want to incorporate things from other people's soccer, and that is both yes. having our players play other places, having players who have other ethnicities, backgrounds, cultures in terms of how it, how it influences soccer. Like, the reason, part of why we love Kat Macario is because she's Brazilian, too. Like, and she plays like it, right? And so mm-hmm. that's a wrinkle. Like, we haven't had a player like that before I don't know what the hell was in the water in Cincinnati when Roosevelt was created but <laughs> I'm glad it was like but we don't I mean you know there was an article it's like where's the next Rose Lavelle I'm like they exist you're not looking in the right places and you're yeah, looking park. for someone who looks like Rose Lavelle let's be very real mm-hmm. yeah Rose Lavelle's an anomaly most people who play like that don't look like this mm-hmm. and that's
0: when did Roosevelt well, get here on the on the yeah. on national right and she right. got there and she wasn't scouted was on the youth team no because she wasn't on a single
1: one
3: Like there's very few players like you have to be in the youth system, right? I think what Lavelle, Press, Williams are the ones I can think of who didn't sniff the national, like the youth national team and just got in later. Mm -hmm. But that's an anomaly, right? Like almost everyone else, even J-Mac played in the youth system. Like it's, it's very hard to get looked at when you don't go through that youth system. But the issue becomes some of the best talent and some of the biggest, the best players to meet our needs don't go through that system. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why they can meet those needs. I know I'm beating a dead horse, and I, I don't know if she'll get called up. But part of the reason I bang my drum about Sarah Gordon is because if you look at how yes. football is going, yes. a ball carrying center back is the new mm-hmm. advantage, and she's better right. at it than everybody else, even Naomi. Right? Like, she's like, better Anthony. at it, and she can hit those passes, and her speed, she can cover anyone 1v1. Yep. <laughs> that's important. Out, that's a modern center time? back. It's so easy. She scared Deiani and Katoto. <laughs> and she shut her back at her like who are you? They were like, yeah, what she fuck shut did that from?
2: Oh, She <laughs> shut down Dianni and Katoto and who's um, that? Casarino. At the yes. same time, shut all three of them down. and they was like, "Who the hell is you?" Well, and,
3: and
1: I what do you mean that's wanted, not on the national team? I thought we saw all yeah, your best
3: players. That's the right. question, right?
1: Well, and I will, I just want to quickly hit on Crystal Dunn going to Chelsea because also one thing that Emma Hayes very, and this is what I'm talking like. <laughs> Yes, just scouting talent, but also scouting for what the team needs at the time. Mm-hmm. Emma Hayes was very purposefully trying to overhaul the culture that was at Chelsea at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, she brought in Crystal Dunn. Besides the fact that Crystal Dunn is a world leader and like one of our, like besides the fact that Crystal Dunn is also Crystal Dunn and playing under him, Emma Hayes made her Crystal Dunn. She mm-hmm. also very specifically brought in Crystal Dunn to be like, I like we need that American mentality that y'all that we see all the time on the national team. We need to bring that to this club. To get us to that next level, to make us so highly competitive. Like, actually, one of the best things about listening to the Snacks podcast and their interviews with players of like when they talk about the culture shock of going from like an NWL team to a team abroad. I know Lindsay hern spoke about this, where she was like their level of, and even at a team like Lyon, which you know eight Women's Champions Leagues. I can't even count the number of uh, French league titles they've won. But one thing she even mentioned was like they weren't doing the same thing of like when you're playing a rondo and you try to get to the highest number possible, you were counting every single pass and like putting it almost to a point where you were listening to it. And you're like, these people are competitive to a level of competitive. I didn't know physically existed in the human brain, but like, that's what she's talking about. And obviously going and learning that style, but also like bringing people in for when they're needed. And sometimes that doesn't always mean it's like one, a 100% thing on the pitch. Obviously she's not going to bring you in if she's not going to, find a way to use you on a pitch, but she also knows the importance of that mentality, but also at times changing style, talking about bringing in people from backgrounds, like like diverse backgrounds, being able to bring in a person like Kat, who's like, here's a football I grew up on in Brazil, or finding a way to bring in other dual nationals of, here's how we play football, here's how we this can influence our style, but also even how we look and treat the game, which I think is also yeah. extremely valuable.
0: Yeah, the thing I really like about Emma Hayes is that, like y'all said, like, you can dominate a game with 65% possession, or we can have 35% possession and still win that game, right? So, like, it depends, and you, and you need to do both. You need to be able to do both because, like, especially Spain, that youth system, the way that they have, like, the players they have coming up, you, you ain't going to go and possess that team. It's just not going to happen. The way that they play ball, yeah, that's not going to happen, but you still need to be able to be competitive in that game. You still need to get them on the counter. You still need to be able to construct a game plan that's going to be able to cope with that, but then hit them when you do get on the ball. And that's the thing that I think, um, especially looking at those Chelsea teams, they can do that. And especially when fully healthy, like they can do that. It's like, okay, this is what you're going to do. All right, cool. And they can do that, switch and do it mid game too. And that's the other thing. So like, those are the things that I'm really hype about. And, and I think both of y'all are right in talking about, you know, being able to scout the talent that we need because it is out there and it's important for it to know it has a chance. Like, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but, like, I'm very interested in seeing how a player like Croy Bethune continues to, like, grow <laughs> in, in her creativity and how she plays. Because if she stays healthy and if she gets to a squad that, like, can actually let her gr- grow in that, like, creative outlet space, she's going to be great. Jaden Shaw, same, same thing. Like, there's a vision there. Jaden Shaw isn't really the dribbler um, that, that Croy Bethune is or, or Roosevelt, but you have creative players in the team that can do that. Just depends on development and making sure that they have the confidence, but also the direction to be able to do that. Like, what are you actually doing with the ball? Do you know? And instead of just throwing the ball to feet, now I, I feel like that's kind of where Ashley Sanchez fell off a bit, uh, especially this last year with like Mark Parsons. It's just like the the <laughs> the the thing was get the ball to her and let her figure it out. But it was kind of like you need to you need to guide that a bit more. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that 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 Emma Hayes does very well, especially with a lot of. Uh, a lot of talent Mm -hmm. so let's see i because we definitely want to get to part two of this but i i don't want to leave this without giving everybody a chance to say like one thing or or not even one thing just like if there's anything you haven't said about like this hire what you're most excited about you know keeping it you know long term but short term because this guy's got a hand in the air because i actually think like i I also want to throw this point out too i'm I'm gonna get to you sky in just a second but i want to throw out this point because i was thinking about this when it comes to Emma not getting there until like a couple months before the Olympics. For me, that's perfect for her because she's going to have so much film. She's going to have so much to talk to them about through that. Emma takes those experiences and builds on them. And that's the thing. So they're not going to be fully prepared, but that's okay because she's going she's gonna to let them know if we had more time or if, if you were with me longer, this is what you would have done. This is how we would have approached this. She's going to use that, whatever comes from that. Whether it's winning or whether it's losing, but especially if it's losing, she's gonna be able to use that. And so I think it's actually, you know, obviously I'd like to have her in right now, but as a Chelsea fan, no, I wouldn't. Like we got things to do. We got things there to win. We, go. we got more trophies to win. So, okay, so we we gotta do our thing. But like I think it's it's gonna be kind of dope to see her through that process because she is very good at taking those things, especially with young players and making them mean something. Losing the way that Chelsea lost to Barcelona meant something. Look at Neve Charles now. Neve Charles started as a way as, as a as back in that game right now look at her she's been the she's been the player of the season and it's learning from that going through what she went through and Emma's was continued belief in her and giving her that confidence and saying you can do this because i'm with sales i ain't see it i was like hey man we need to go get ourselves <laughs> like we we, we need, need to go a- get as many pullbacks as we can get because i don't see this working out excuse me emma my bad again i stepped back i concede to you you did it right
2: So I'm excited to see her impact and how it influences and impacts the NWCL because she made a comment about the style of play and actually her as a coach being a very quality coach, keeping it real and holding up the standard of the league that a lot of people play here domestically, like fix your coaching and general management situation. Cause as you pointed out with Ashley Sanchez, you know, she's getting lost in the sauce because the coaching situation was problematic, but mm-hmm. to a point, you shouldn't have mar- fired Mark Parsons because, from a GM standpoint, Mark Gregorian, mm-hmm. Gregorian, yeah. my bad, I'm the, I'm just slacking. Mark K, my man,
3: <laughs> what go. the fuck
2: are you doing? Because it's literally I'd like, like from a general management standpoint, you didn't have defenders, and defenders, the lack of defenders, caused your whole midfield forward line to be all messed up. That it caused y'all downfall that you missed the playoffs again. So it's like that has impacts on a player like Ashley Sanchez when you're asking her to do all this stuff. And then when we're talking about across the leagues, different styles, I mean, we lost Ebony Salmon out of this league. We could potentially lose somebody like Maria Sanchez. We can go down a list of different players because we don't have good coaches across the league and who can actually coach in in game, out game. Um, But then general management too, I like to see her influence because I believe aside from just telling people to go other places to learn and evolve she's going to have hold the nwc to a higher standard and demand that the quality be better um and give opinions yeah. on it and that's real
0: yeah. And I mean, to be honest, we are starting to see more coaching variety in the NWSL. And we need right. that. Like Juan Carlos Amoros, we saw Gotham won, a, won the chip, right? And with a system that's that's great, like players interchanging, there's right. a high press, there's all this really high line. Like it takes a lot of nuance to play a system like that. We saw Sean Nahas yeah. with North Carolina Shawn doing something similar. Becky Tweed, the way that she had Angel City playing as well. Like you're starting to see more variety more variety. In the Casey Stoney as well, even though she's way too conservative for me. But we're starting to just see <laughs> like, a true multiple, like a true Brit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're starting to see multiple styles and multiple styles work. That's the other thing. Multiple styles work in the mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So you look at like Juan Carlos Amoros and Sean Nehaus and what right. they do, that T-WLS. works. But also San Diego won the shield. So, like, there's plenty of different um, styles that we're starting to see that has to continue to be pushed because you don't want all of your players to have to go to Europe to get some right, measure right, of that right. kind mm-hmm. of like technical experience, right? I mean, you don't know want the... We can men, have it here. You don't want no the... Is, for coaches. Paying. You don't
2: want the Menacelle
3: experience or the men's national team experience happening
0: right or, you know, uh, Obama facts, facts.
3: I'm also inter- interested to see, just to piggyback off of that, if the Super League's really going to push the NWSL, I wonder if Emma starts to look there because she's coached there. Do you know what I mean? She's coached, quote-unquote, lower league soccer. And there's a lot of talent there. Like, I'm very interested yes. to see what her thought process is there. Okay. Um, what was the last question?
2: Yo, final find Predictions, thought.
3: right? Like predictions. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um
3: I think she gets at least one championship. I don't know if that's a World Cup or the Olympics in her tenure. Um I think she'll do more than one cycle actually. Um like I think she goes through like twenty thirty one. I think or thirty two, whatever we want to do
0: there. Give her that lifetime contract, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um well I think at some point too she would have the fear that she would be wearing out her welcome and there's only so much that she yeah. can teach and that somebody else will have apprenticed under her. Um, But yeah, I think she will rejuvenate the culture, I think implement a new one. I think she understands the need for way more diversity um, and being able to relate to your diverse populations, which is something that I think we lack deeply in U.S. soccer. Um, I, I, I just look at examples of what she's been able to do when she's had over 10 years at Chelsea to do it. But I look at... She can coach a superstar like Sam. Sam is on her team. Like she can handle bona fide superstar. She can handle young exceptional talent that's a little temperamental, right? Like you gotta coax Lauren James a little bit. Um, but she knows how to push that button. I've watched her take somebody completely homegrown who I didn't think would make it and become the captain for both Chelsea and England and Millie Bright, right? Like in the player she's turned into. I've take I've seen her take a young phenom who's lost it in Jess Carter and get her right. I've seen her make Neem Charles into this world-class player that, again, I don't even know if her, parent, her parents saw it, like, just out of nowhere. But she also knows that I need to go get Ashley Lawrence, and I'll have a conversation and say to Ashley Lawrence, you won't sniff a cup competition. You'll play 20 minutes in every league game. We bought you here for Europe. Go rest. <laughs> like, we bought you here for weekdays. Um, And so, or I need a sugar in this game because Sophie Engel's been a warrior, but she can't do it every game anymore. Mary Mills can't do it every game anymore. Um, I love Magda with all my heart. She's been my captain, but she doesn't have it at this level anymore. And mm-hmm. having that hard I can't imagine the conversation you have to have with Magda Erickson if you're I Emma
0: Hayes. I couldn't do it. She'd right? still be on like, the squad if I was coach. I could Right. Do
3: it. You but she had that conversation. So yeah, like when it's time to say, you know, I don't think necessarily Becky, but like, let's be real. Like when it's time to be like, Hey Alex, you've been a warrior, it ain't looking like something you can fix help us fix anymore. Like, she can have that conversation because she's Emma Hayes. Um, And she can have it with the young players. She can have it with the Ashley Sanchez. Like, okay, I'm going to give you this amount of time to work on this thing. You're not out of the pool completely, but maybe you are for right now. Work on this. This is your goal. Tape it on the wall. Do whatever. We'll circle back after X tournament, right? Like she can have all of those different conversations. And because of that, I think you create a culture. She'll have the vets who help her set this culture and then pass it along to this next generation who will pass it along to the next generation because that's what she's done at club. That's how she's built Chelsea, Um, and so I'm I'm not worried about that. And I think those players will get to be themselves, right? Like it's what I love about my team, you know. And oh well, like I'll give Laura that. You can be yourself. We do not box you in, like authentically you. And I think Emma brings a lot of that same energy. I think I I don't remember if I said it in a chat or whatever. I'm like Emma Hayes and Don Staley couldn't be more different, but they remind me a lot of each other. Mm -hmm. And just in terms of the importance they place on culture how they want to do things in a very specific way and how they can bring people along and how their program ain't for everybody. People transfer out of South Carolina because you have to have a certain amount of patience with Emma Hayes. It's the same thing, which is why she's got a long-term contract. There is a level of patience. You don't get Neem Charles in year one and two, you get her in year four and five. Right. And so there's a level of patience with some of these sublimely talented players that we're going to have to have. And some of them will hit right away. Everybody works differently, particularly young, temperamental people whose frontal lobes haven't fully developed yet. Like, and she's just built for that. She is that particular type of person, she, whether she was born that way, built herself into that, whatever. And so I'm just really excited to have somebody I can trust with young talent, particularly young black and brown talent. And I think she'll do a heck of a job. I think we'll always be competitive. And I think people will be a little scared to play us again. And that's really what I'm excited about.
0: Yeah, no, the the player relationship thing is real. I mean, the relationship she has with so many of her players, but in particular, like Fran Kirby, who's had to deal with a lot losing her mother, like they are super close. And when Fran Kirby needs a minute, Emma Emma Hayes says, take a minute, get yourself right. When you come back, like I'll be here for you. When you come back, we're going to go, but get yourself right. And she has that freedom to be able to do that. But she also has the the other side of it, (laughs) where like if you're, I'm going to be tough on you, like Lauren James, you know, Lauren James was injured, And then it took her a while to kind of learn the pressing triggers and everything else. Like, we need you to, you're not going to play. Like, I know what you can do on the ball, but you're not going to start for me until we get this thing right. And she does that with a lot of new players. You know, you see new players come in and you basically have to earn that trust. And then she puts you in and you're good because you're prepared. And it's not necessarily, I guess I shouldn't even say earn that trust, just be fully prepared to do the things that she needs you to do according to her game plan and the way that she she coaches football so like I that part to me is like massive absolutely massive um Courtney any final words
1: um just that I think like pressure makes diamonds but I think there's probably going to be like I'm not nervous about Emma Hayes having to adapt to the pressure that's naturally going to be put on this team because I feel like she's going to go through the ringlet when her last season of Chelsea of the fact that this you know this announcement happened right now. It immediately changed, let's say, the mentality of Chelsea this season. You know, Emma, uh, what was it, Lauren James, after her hat-trick this past weekend, said, like, basically, essentially saying, I'm doing everything for her. Like, I'm thankful to her. Like, we're going to do this for her. It, it changes it. I mean, it, that's going to be great for us as Chelsea fans. But, like, also there is going to be no greater pressure for Chelsea to perform this season now that they know it's her last. Um, it does also make me quietly nervous as a Chelsea fan of Chelsea post Emma. Uh, which sometimes sticks in my mind, but I'm trying to look at the positive of the USM international team. Um, but I don't think that can also be forgotten. Um, about the pressure that it, like just naturally comes with this job, and we also have a person who's one hundred percent able to deal with that pressure, which I think is deeply important because like I don't think Vlaka was necessarily super able to deal with that pressure, at least in the beginning and. In- probably also at the end Emma, like emma's never gonna play for penalties <laughs> that's and crazy. that's important she, never she's that. never yeah. gonna play for penalties yeah. she might play so you can get an equalizer so you can get two penalties mm-hmm. but she's never going to sit and be like we're gonna we're gonna play it we're gonna play this game for penalties like she's never gonna do that and andre just quickly um jumping off what you said of i think also emma knows having been at chelsea for so long obviously like building an academy is going to be extremely important for the youth, the youth national team system but also knowing like and i was i was talking with um friend of the pod sandra herrera about this in a completely different context but knowing like as a manager when to light a fire under someone's ass and then when to put your arm around them and like to me emma 100% knows when to do that and also knows who to do that with and being able to get that buy-in from everyone cuz really at the end of the day That's going to be the most important part is getting buy-in from everyone. And it's also the most difficult thing to do. You are only with these players. What maybe six, seven, six, seven windows still feels like almost like too much time that you're really with these players every single year. It's not going to be your day in and day out. Um, And also everything we've heard is that Emma is a master communicator. And I think that's going to be so important when you only have, you know, two weeks to imbue a new style on this team or like six or seven match windows in a certain year, especially you know, when you don't have a um, an Olympics or a World Cup. You don't get you know that month long with your squad to really imbue a new system on, on them. Um, the actual thing that I'm interested about is we know that the U.S. women are playing in the W Gold Cup in February and March, and I'm very curious of what that looks like, like what that is going to look like for this U.S. team with technically Twilight at the helm, but also while Emma will probably continue... Doing things for Chelsea in their month-long break. You don't think she's going to be like b- digging apart these two friendlies that they're about to have when ch- Chelsea's off for a month, um, from what uh, December, like basically December Christmas Eve, um, all the way through. They don't come back. Uh, their first official game is not back till the twenty first. So like 20th, 20th, twenty first. So yeah, yeah. 20, yeah. It's like the league comes back the twentieth. Chelsea's not back. I think till the twenty first in the. The league yeah. officially ends also. They they just have that Champions League game in the middle um, that like pushes their end date back. But yeah, I'm really curious to see what that looks like. Because that W Gold Cup, Like I know we're thinking about making a statement at the Olympics. The US is also going to want to make a statement at that tournament. Especially with the yeah, likes of Brazil coming in.
3: Right, you have Brazil, Colombia, Paraguay, and uh, Argentina coming as well um, as the CONCACAF nation. So yeah, I think... Brazil and Brazil's looking to make a statement too, right? Like they also have a new coach, um, and have called in some newer players and also some old players. Like Cristiano is back, and so I think they also she have a point make to prove, a right? Don't and to they have the a point to prove after. Their and they have a point to prove too after a really disappointing World Cup, and they have somebody they're playing for too, right? So yeah, like it's it's going to be interesting. That's not going to be an easy tournament, even if it's on home soil. Um, and also I think it's a field. need, right? I don't. I want to win it, but also, like, I think it's just something those young players need to play in. They need to play in the grind. They need to play through CONCACAF and Comma Bowl and get their asses whipped a little bit, whether we win or lose. Like, it is, not to code Sky, but it builds character. Like, it really is an experience that they need. And... So yeah, I think she's going to dig into that. I think she'll try to get here um as much as she can during that tournament and yeah, I think it'll be sort of the first glimpse and she'll know what she needs to fix in April and June and July. Um I guess by July we'll know who's going. And it's only hey, 18 we got, spots, too. We we got a part 2. Okay, okay. Sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was going to move it all to the part 2.
3: Y'all
1: I took it to fun. a part two. There's a part two episode where we would getting into all this stuff. I've, been, Y'all I've never for the tw- last 20 minutes. To, <laughs> Sky, I've never seen Sky try to signal and and it's
0: was like, <laughs> she's like and cut. Okay, uh, we gonna get out of here. Go listen to part two. We're gonna get all into the roster. We're gonna get at everything else, player pool, all of that good stuff. Listen to part two, Courtney. You want to give us the bye so we can leave and Sky can get on us and get on the streamyard link so we can go and do this.
1: I guess we're not doing heated and hype, so bye. Thanks for listening to Diaspora United Podcast. Please subscribe and rate and review us anywhere you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Diaspora United Pod. That's Diaspora U-T-D-P-O-D. And message us if there's anything you want us to talk about in our next podcast. See you next time.